What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Breaking Barriers pod, where we're talking all things and anything basketball. I'm your co-host, GZ Hoops. Let me throw this no look over to my boy real quick. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Mark, a.k.a. Breaking Barriers Training. G and I both would like to express our appreciation for the love and support you guys have been showing. Please continue to tune in to each episode and also go follow us on IG and Twitter, both at Breaking Barriers Training and GZ Hoops. Let me finish this bucket. My brother, what's up, bro? Hey, what's good, Mark? What's going on? Just chilling. How are you? I'm cool, bro. Just got back to the house. Trying to trying to get this EP in, man. It's been a minute. <laughs> Facts. I feel like we've been going forever, bro. No, for real. I mean, we'll touch on it here in a little bit, but we definitely have gotten a lot done in the last two weeks, not just basketball-wise, but life-wise, you know what I'm saying? So that's always a, a fun task to kind of tackle first and foremost. But before we go too crazy, Mark, we definitely got to give a shout-out to Anchor for letting us record. Normally weekly, but bi-weekly sometimes. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the whole gang. Everybody that tunes into our episodes, man. For sure, man. We appreciate uh, everybody who stick with us. Um, everybody who try to keep us up to date. Even uh, when we ain't recording. And sometimes we might post we're about to record and don't even get a chance to. Um, <laughs> it happened a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, Man, I, stuff I, pops up. Stuff does pop up. That's real life situation, man. Right. Yeah. As much as we want to just sit here and talk hoop nonstop, 24-7, unfortunately, <laughs> life throws you curveballs sometimes, you know? Definitely. I mean, you got a new house. Yeah. You got a new spot. We both got new cars. A lot has happened randomly, but all for Random. the good. All for the good. Definitely, man. We moving up in the direction that we ain't even see coming for real. Facts. That's what I was saying, man. Everything happens for a reason. I mean, we were trying to record what, over the weekend and a little bit earlier last week, but... How about... <clears throat> Excuse me, man. Dang, man. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> man, bro, this... Man, don't even get me started. Now now you're sick. <laughs> Not even, bro. That COVID shot, man. You know. <laughs> oh, you COVID got shot. it? Yeah, I got both of them. Oh, there we that go. That was my second one, you know, so... The little symptoms, you know. Man, I feel you. That was tough. <laughs> tough, man, but... um. You know, we was trying to record for what two weeks now? About two weeks, yeah. But yeah, man. Hey, we're cool, man. We're here now. I mean, hey, Mark, episode forty-five. 45, even with man. all the hiccups, not even just recently, but over the last almost calendar year, it's crazy. We've put out forty-five episodes of this podcast. So definitely want to just say shout out to us, man. I mean, that's that's a huge feat right there. Mm-hmm. It just shows that we wasn't giving up, you know, and um. Like we said, the roadblocks and stuff, you know, we just kept pushing. And um, we had some horrible episodes we put out for real, man. Oh, 100%, bro. <laughs> but, you know, the support stayed. And we gained it for real, so. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, early on, the support was cool. But definitely, as the times have gone, more people have listened to us. The more people actually want to hear our insights and our thoughts. We definitely gained a, a decent following here, man. And sure. like we always talk about behind closed doors, I mean, we're just going to keep going brick by brick and see how far this stuff can take us, man. Um, definitely, bro. Even with that, bro, I mean, with your merch, um, I was texting you yesterday. I was hooping. A couple of my boys were saying, oh, like you got your own hoodie now. 
I'm like, well, it, it's my boys. I mean, like, I'm I'm on the pot with them, but yeah, like, you guys trying to get some, and they're like, oh yeah, like we definitely want some. So that's love. Breaking barriers might be coming out here, um, not even just clothing wise, but training wise too. Once training. the weather really kicks into play, but yeah, man, a lot of exciting things coming for sure. Training wise, AAU wise, man, listen, there's a lot going on, bro. We we just we push it for everything, man. I mean. You know, 2021 just teaching me early to just – you got to take a dive at it. You can't just sit back and, mm-hmm. you know, contemplate. It, it's good to game plan, but at the same time, you kind of got to fail in order to – not even fail. You just got to get out there to see what it's like, you know. Oh, that's facts. And sometimes just going with the flow. Yeah. I mean, I think me and you are both pretty routine-oriented dudes, which is a good thing. Yeah. But sometimes you got to break those routines and just, like you said, kind of go for it, see what's up and – Hey, man, 2021 is a big year for the Breaking Barriers training uh, group, per se. And we're just going to keep on rolling, man. That's that's all it really is. Um, sure. Even feeding off that, bro, the first thing we got to talk about is now when we recorded episode 44, you were actually in preparation for Championship Sunday. Right. And now here we are about two weeks in or two weeks past, I should say. I'm talking to a champion. And yes, I think sir. you took some of your boys to Extreme Air over the weekend, had a good time with them. I mean, what's up with them, man? How's it feel? How how, how did that championship Sunday go? <laughs> man, listen, bro. It's, it was crazy. Gee, now you know we say we love coaching. That might have been the only time I didn't want to coach <laughs> in the championship. Why? What, what refereeing or nerves or what, what's up? Bro, that game was so nerve-wracking, G. I just – you know how you know that inner hoop coming you? I'm like, man, like – these are these are sixth graders, fourth graders, fifth graders. I can't get out here and hoop, man. But like, I want to hoop so bad. Like the game. No, was that's so the lit, toughest bro. thing. Yeah, but it was so lit. Like, so to give you a little quick rundown, we was yeah undefeated through the regular season. So we mm-hmm. got the number one seed, of course. Um, yes, sir. So we had the first round by. So we got to actually come in and watch. And let me tell you, bro, the whole day was just off. Just the whole day, like the the two teams we prepared for end up losing. Oh wow! Okay. So, on paper wise, and if you look back when we beat them in the in the past, you know it should have been two crews by games. But of course, you know everything got to be different when you look at it a certain way. And oh, I think yeah. I think that's um, it was it was good for the team. And for the kids, so that it's a life lesson that I tried to use that as a life lesson for them as well. Like, you can't overlook anything be- because we ended up playing, like, the last seed, bro. They didn't have one win the whole season. And they made it to the championship. No, they made it to the semifinals. So okay. Wow. They, they won the first round in order to play us. And, you know, they hung in there. I, hmm. give, I give them credit. You know, they hung in there. We ended up beating them by, like, 8, 10. Okay. Um, you know, missed opportunities, of course, always in a game. We could have blew the lead open, but, you know, we let them hang around. And I also um, sat the main guys once I saw we was, like, pretty much holding the lead so that way we could they could be rested up for the championship game. Right, because it was all on the same day, correct? Yeah, so, right. Um, you know, we watched the first round for the bye. We won the second. We won the second round. Um, we watched the the next game of the second round, 
which was the second seed, who was also undefeated the week before until we beat them for the number one seed. Mm-hmm. And the third seed, and the third seed ended up just hand, manhandling the second seed, which was unexpected as well. Man. And, you know, long story short, we played the third seed, and when the halftime, we was up four. And we came out, bro, and everything just everything that could go bad went downhill. Of course. You know, and they took a eight-point lead, and it was about – I did the dumbest thing ever coaching. <laughs> like, hey, geez, you, learn, you learn from it, though. It was, it was in the heat of the moment, though, you know. So, I'm, I'm going to give you the, the, the rundown that you could, you could base it off that. So, we was – all right, so we was in a tie-up. I, I used one timeout. We get two timeouts, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I, I used one timeout. All right, so I got one timeout left. All right, we down. We was down six with two minutes left. And I had already used the, the timeout probably around three minutes or so because we was playing so horrible. And I couldn't I couldn't take it no more. So I just took that risk because honestly it was, you know, at the time you gotta you gotta go with the flow. It was looking bad. We wasn't looking like we was gonna pull it out. It's two minutes left. Mm-hmm. In reality, I I believe you'd do the same as a coach. If you up with two minutes in a championship at that and you beating a team who was really supposed to win, I think you hold the ball by that Oh, point. yeah. There's no shot clock, man. No shot clock. But the other team was so busy trying to prove a point because I had, you know, the best player in the league who was my little cousin. And um, everybody wanted to beat him so bad just because, the, you know, how special he's, he is. He's that dude. Yeah. And he's not even one to brag, you know, but they just wanted to get him. So, you know, I think um, the coach's ego got in the way. And then we made a big change. Which we put my cousin uh, G on the their point guard who was going off, and once we did that, the whole game just changed, and we went from being down six in two minutes to tying the game in about thirty seconds, maybe forty five seconds. Yeah, bro, went into it's overtime. A, hey, it's a game of runs, man. We talk about it all the time. Game of runs, man. So we, you know, G got a good opportunity to end the game. He got a questionable foul they didn't call, but. You know, we didn't make no excuses. We just glad to be in overtime. Right. So, you know. So then once you're in overtime, I mean, I know I've seen it. I'm sure a lot of people that follow both of us seen it. You had a little game winner on your hands, too. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, tip off. Sc- score even at 29. Tip off. They go down. We go down. We- 29. That was a, a grit and grind type of game. Grit and grind, bro. I mean, you know, like sweating. On the side, sweating, bro. Like you, <laughs> you, you tripping. Like, come on, man. Like, every everything was crucial, bro. So you know, we got the stop we needed. I held. I had G hold the ball until like probably about eight to five seconds. Told him to attack. I wanted him to drive to maybe try to get the foul. He saw something that I didn't feel like he had. And long story short, he put it in, and you know, we won on the buzzer beater, man. Hey. And even at that young of a age group there, like, sometimes the player does know best. They're the one on the court, right? Like, right. like you said, like, you didn't see it. You didn't see the angle. You didn't see the opportunity. And when that ball went up, you're probably like, man, what is he doing? To be honest then, with you, I, I, once I, that thing goes through, it's like you drew it up yourself. To <laughs> be honest with you, bro, when he shot it, I like, the people that saw the video heard me say shoot it. So I screamed shoot it. As soon as he shot it, I knew it was good for some reason. I don't hey. I don't know why. I just knew it was good. Like I didn't want him to shoot it, but because of how long he held it, 
I had, you know, I screamed shoot it because I didn't know if he saw the clock. But, like, mm-hmm. once I saw him actually shoot it, the defender actually tipped it, too. That's the bad part about it. The defender nipped it, and it still went in. Still went in. That was a tough bucket, in. man. Still oh, real tough. And the thing about it is I wanted him to drive, but the whole game he was getting killed. We're not allowed to play a zone, and the other team was playing a 3-2 zone on us. But, you know, that's another story, man. Yeah. But, hey, y'all got the championship, man. So that's that's back-to-back, right? For the this one is for our regular season league, so this is my first one for our regular season league. But back to back years, I got one year. That's tough, man. I mean, first undefeated season though, so that's crazy. Like you said, like even you guys being that number one seed, and I bet a lot of people are like, yeah, like Sharon's gonna kind of wipe the floor with these guys. Like they, they have this. They're this is their tournament to lose, right? Right. And some underdogs kind of sneak into the field. That last seed somehow matches up with y'all. Gives you guys a little game. And like you said, like, it's all a learning experience for those kids. You have to learn how to play at that high level intensity versus anybody who you're lacing up with. It's very easy to play down. Not even just in basketball, honestly. Any sports, any athletics. So figuring out how to win those kind of gritty games and then even switching lanes when you're in that championship game, learning how to just be a champion, right? Yeah. Take that final shot, get the game into overtime, and just win. It's it's very valuable for those kids at that such young of an age to learn that, for sure. It is, bro. And, you know, to to be honest, like the whole season, I never really talked about winning. Um, you know, we got we ended up getting a good pickup in the middle of the season, a, kid, a couple kids who – um, you know, their team didn't want them. So, you know, we picked them up, and they was the final pieces. I already, so, those teams are sorry now. They're sorry for sure. And be honest with you, bro, I already felt like we could win it without those two guys, but we ended up getting them, and it just solidified it. Undefeated, though, I didn't see that. I'll be real with you. I didn't man. see that. But the kids, man, they was just so determined all year. They just – we never, like I said, we never talked about winning. We just work, show up, work, and – Whatever happened, happened, and we'll talk about it after the fact. But, you know, like, we went down two times in the, uh, this season with only five points and a half, down like five or six. Wow. And never once did they argue or quit or give up. They just – They never folded. Never folded. They always locked down. They was they was true champions, and they showed me how to um, – despite their age – they still wanted to win and that you could take it serious and make real game plans for any age at basketball. For sure, man. That's awesome. I mean, honestly, even on here, on this platform, throughout the year, you didn't really talk too, too much about your wins, your losses. I mean, you didn't have any losses, but like you said, like you weren't going into the locker room or even coming on this pod being like, yeah, like we did this and this is why we won and this is how bad we won and we're going right. to do this, we're going to do that. Like, you just stayed humble with it. And, I mean, yeah. that's just a, a very strong attribute to have as a young coach, as a coach in general, really, because that type of energy feeds off to the kids. And, like you said, it's reciprocated. They gave you that confidence to win. And it's just – it's a team effort, man. As much as a coach can be held accountable for wins, for losses, I mean, it's a it's a whole team thing. So, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Definitely is. Definitely is, man. It was, it was sweet, man. You know, shout out to them. I mean, they earned it. They made me look good. I mean, they're going defeated, bro. Like, that's – you don't really ever think about it because it's like you got to 
do so much to get to that, but oh yeah, they did everything and more, and you know it showed on the court. And then y'all got to celebrate this weekend at Sky Zone. Got to man, you know, that's fun, man. That, they that's they what it's about party. too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like they're actually they, they deserve friends. It. They want to hang out. They want to yeah. celebrate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they and bro, it's crazy because throughout the whole season, I never once heard them joke on each other. Like, in a joking way, like, sit there and play with each other, and we get to extreme air, bro, and it's all jokes all day. They're just clowning. Just clowning. I'm like, like, it, it made me sit back and understand how locked in they really was. Like, there was times I hear them on the court say, all right, lock in. And I'm just like, dang, these cats is, like, they for real. Like, you know, like, and then to see them at extreme air have fun and then see how, the, how much they joked around, I'm like, I didn't really have to deal with that in practice, so. Man. You know, they. I, I learned a lot from kids when you really think you don't. Right. Man, it sounds like you got a good group there. I mean, I don't know if you want to disclose anything yet, but even just generalization, like what what's next now for you? I mean, uh, I know we got AAU trying to roll in. That's an easy conversation to have. I mean, what's next for head coach Mark Henry? You know what I'm saying? Focus on this AAU, bro. Mm-hmm. That's all I can really say for right now. That's that's the next thing on on my agenda. Yes, sir. You know, well, whatever hold, whatever future hold, we are gonna see. For sure, for sure. One final congratulations, man, and then uh, appreciate. We'll, it. we'll move into this next topic because yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, championships aren't aren't made overnight either. So you know, no. I, I know the the hours and the studying and the the breakdowns that go into it. Not even just in. Uh, a coaching standpoint, but as a friend, like I see the work you're putting in and it's motivating. It really is. So keep it, keep doing it, man, for sure. Got to, man. You know, we, we trying to get somewhere. Facts. Well, that's why it kind of piggybacks off into our next topic here. You sent me the other day, which was a, a valuable find one. Um, the Spurs playbook. Cause yes. Pops playbook. Hold that, um, bro. That's the whole thing. Yeah, bro, so... I mean, obviously, gonna, more, but dang, that's crazy. No, it, it was crazy. Like, I flipped through that whole thing the other day. Um, oh, you got to look at it? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. like, honestly, bro, like, it's been a minute since we really dove, like, super deep uh, into more, like, schematics, teaching, and learning. Like, it's been a lot about current events, current college basketball, current high school basketball, NBA. So, All right. it's pretty cool that you sent me this and we were able to kind of at least read it over and think it over and just learn again. And we can even talk about it here a little bit on our pod. Um, it's just cool to, to look at one. And it's crazy that like we can really just find our favorite coaches, our favorite programs, etc. tendencies whenever we want just from right. Google. One type of way, bro. It's insane. Like and- I didn't even know you could do that. To be honest, when you sent that to me, I'm like, how the heck did you get this? Bro. It's, it was like a PDF, <laughs> PDF file. I'm like, bro, where did you get this? <laughs> like, bro, it's crazy because I'm I'm looking. I'm like, what if I just look up this person's playbook? So I looked up the one, I, the first one I sent you that I had. The first one I sent, I'm like, oh man, like, how the heck I find this? Like, oh, it might be because he knew this and that. And then, bro, it's just it was a long list. I'm like, this is crazy, like. You would think these guys are trying to keep it from being seen because, you know, they still are coaching. <laughs> right. They, they team still got to play. But like you said, it's, I mean, you know, Google give you everything you want. And, I mean, we can use those schemes right now with 
our teams. You know, oh, that, easily, that easily. Looking to coach, and you know, it's it's good that you got to see him as well. So you know, when you're around with the team, and we throw the same play out there, or you even write draw up the play for yourself, you know, you throwing that out there, that's gonna be hard to stop, bro. Right. If they, especially if they run it right. So you know, what I mean, it's just. It's a beautiful thing to be able to see because it helps us open our eyes, spread our horizon with things, and just, you know, look at the game differently. For sure. That's what, like, like you were saying, like, you would think a lot of these current coaches wouldn't want their stuff out there. Right. But then again, they're so confident in their abilities to make changes on the go and even just make minimal changes to their already established sets prior that they really don't care. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, like I want other guys and and girls to learn from my my data that I've collected over the years of teaching, learning, and just kind of drawing up stuff. And they're like, yeah, like take it, use it, and I can kind of build off it myself. And maybe you can show me something I didn't see. So exactly, it's, it's really cool, man. It's really really cool. I mean, bro, when I first saw it, the first thing I saw, I thought about, I was like, I got Sinister G. Thanks. And it was crazy because. I was, it was like two, three in the morning. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my goodness. I, I'm like, I'm so hyped, bro. I was about to, I'm like, I want to call this cat. Like, <laughs> well, I will. <laughs> like, I mean, I wake up at 4 30, so I answered relatively quickly. Oh, yeah, you definitely did. I'm like, bro, this is crazy. Like, I just had to send it because I'm like, if GC this, like, this is something we both can use for like future reference, whatever we do. But just to be able to like, see that from a, a standpoint like I because I mean I'm sure you you probably seen them plays be ran with oh, your yeah. own two eyes you know but you you maybe didn't know what one little you know technique was they use and then you see it like firsthand and you see it explained and it's just like it's so much easier when you're able to see it that way. No for than, sure. You know than trying to break it down sometimes because they move so fluently and so easy. It's like that's regular motion. For high school, that's regular motion for them guys, you know, so. Right. That's the thing. Like, honestly, being able to see it, like, I mean, we're old school, quote unquote, but like on pen and paper or on our computers where you can actually, it's frozen and it kind of goes step by step as opposed to watching live game film, like you said, and you have to pause it, break it down, and you might miss a a minimal movement or a minimal back cut, back screen, something like that, where when it's written down for you, you're like, okay, I see you why they're doing it and how I can implement this to my squad. Right. Um, Be- right. It's you crazy. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. I was just going to say, like, there was, there's eight different um, like, oh variations <laughs> of his play, play schemes, if that's kind of how I want to word it. I mean, he has yeah. a zipper series, a through series, post sets, screen action, secondary offense, dribble handoff sets, hammer action, and ball screen actions. Yes. So, I mean, like, he's hitting every inch of his team and every ounce of his team to get the best out of them to make sure that they're all in the best place to do what they're supposed to do on the floor. Yes, bro. And and I, I wanted to ask you, being that you see the playbook broken down now, do you see why the offense moves so fluently? Oh, 100%. I mean, like, you know, so I, just being crazy. a basketball fan, like, we know that the Spurs – are all about ball movement and off-ball movement, right? They're like the one NBA team that actually does both of those things very, very well. Right. But once you see the X's and the O's, you're like, dang, like, now I understand why, let's say, Tim Duncan was wide A open at the high post nine times Mm -hmm. out of ten because they really set him up. 
Like it right. wasn't just let me go camp out here and use my my brute strength to kind of seal you, catch the ball, turn and shoot. Like nah, there was it's a lot, a play. lot of play. Yeah, there's a lot right. of background to it. Right, bro. And it's crazy because I looked at the Warriors playbook as well, and it's like, you know, they got that mixed with the triangle offense. Yeah. So everybody wonder why their their offense is so potent. I mean, you got two of the deadliest offenses mixed in one. And also mixed with Dan Tony's seven second offense. Yeah, no, the Warriors are just different. You know, so that that speaks brilliance brilliancy of Steve Kerr as well. And him as a coach, you know, and people don't like to give him his credit because all the the talent he walked into. But right. I mean, well, that's he, what a lot of people a lot of people were getting on him early on this year because they're saying his play style and his schematics don't work with their current roster, especially right. when Draymond was hurt. Right. Which was true. But I mean, it's just like any team. Like once you learn the fluidity of everything, once you understand why I'm doing something. It starts to work, right? I mean, the Warriors are picking it up. Steph, your boy Steph has really just been going crazy this season, though. I can't even deny. He won his respect, bro. Mm-hmm. And and to be honest with you, bro, um, one thing I heard from um, the GOAT coach, Dawn Staley, uh, she mm-hmm. was talking in an interview, and she, she said something that you just said that's, that goes with it. She said, um, you know, when you're winning, everything a coach tells you is washed up. You know, you're not going to really – you hear it, but you're not paying attention to the detail of how to fix what you're not doing right. You right. know, because if that's the case, then every team would be undefeated because they take the time to listen. But when you're losing, a team have to listen more because they don't want to lose. You know, so um, the Warriors, you come on, the Warriors is talking about starting a whole new team, even from last year, and then to top it off, you ask in a what 19 year old to be a starting center yeah. in a league with grown men. You know, so. Um, of course, it wasn't going to fit at first, but mm-hmm. as you can see, they're like, if not in the playoffs, they're a couple games away from playoff contention. Right. So, um, in a very tough Western Conference. Yeah, bro. So, you know, without Clay you, Thompson, without Clay and uh, a, a teed up every other game or, or hurt Draymond. Right. So, you know, you just got to give respect where it is. And, you know, understand that these coaches get hired for a reason, they know what they're talking about. And, you know, not to get all the way off topic, but, you know, the, the, the playbook and stuff like that was, you know, that was just right up our alley. I think that was something we both probably needed. And I, honestly, that it fits perfectly with me finding that because I was trying to honestly look at uh, some type of sets I wanted to run for AAU. Right. Being I got a, I got a kind of an older group mm-hmm. that could process quicker. And um, this is like pretty much right up the alley because – I I didn't print Coach Pops yet, but I got um I got Juwan Howard's playbook. So you okay, know, yeah, looking at that a little bit. That's the thing too, man. Like I bet you people are listening and they're like, "Wait, Mark, like you're trying to run offensive sets in AAU basketball?" And it's like, yeah, yes. like if you're playing it the right way, yeah, you do have sets. Now you don't yes. have to run a set every play down the court, obviously, because AAU is a very fast paced game, right? But yes. there are scenarios where you need to slow the game down and just get into your offense and actually run something and get the shot you want, not something that's forced. Oh, yeah, for sure, bro. And the thing about it is, is nine times out of ten, you'll see a zone. But when you do see a man for a heavy press or things like that, you're going to have to be able to react. 
you don't want to just run screen and roll and iso ball mm-hmm. because that's when you go out there and get smacked on by 30. Right. And that's one thing I'm not ever planning on doing. And especially with, you know, my name linked or my brand name linked to the team. Right. I can't go out, go out there doing that. No, forget that. No, that's the thing, too. Like you said, like if you're just going straight iso, straight, let's say, two-man game, high ball screen repetitively, the other three guys are just standing. That's when you obviously become stagnant. That's when you stop crashing the boards. That's when the other team gets the board and just outlets and dunks on you. Crazy. Every time. And then you have nothing to even rebuttal with because you're like, man, like, coach, I don't know. Like, I can't beat this kid off the dribble. Well, let's get into a set. Let's figure out how we can beat them as a team as opposed to one-on-one basketball. So, yeah, I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. AAU is very valuable in the sense of it should get you better for your upcoming, let's say, high school or elementary or whatever age group you are season, your scholastic season. If you leave AAU basketball and you didn't get better as a teammate, you didn't get better as – Let's say a ball handler, a shooter, a defender, like it's just it's not really worth your time, I guess. Um, unless you just want to get that jersey and act like you're an AAU basketball player, you know what I'm saying? So Exactly. Or it's the person or the or the coach you with. You need to look at the program. Mm-hmm. Um I hate to say it, kids wanna just go and have fun and, and travel, but I don't care if you go into the same three tournaments. It costs money to travel. It costs money to travel and you know, um you know, a team I coached with, we went to the same two spots. But when we went to the same two spots, we went there, like, I think about two, three times. But every time, it was different teams. One time, there's a team from Canada. Another time, a team from Virginia. Like, you know, teams was traveling. And it was good quality basketball. Mm-hmm. And we wasn't even traveling far for AAU, but we're playing good quality basketball. But I say that to say, um, you know, we in order for um, – us to show the kids like what it take to work hard and come as a team and and work this way for a certain amount of time on the court you won't look like this team and you know they ran into a lot of teams that was some dogs and you know they ran into some teams that was like them but right. the teams that was some dogs it definitely woke them up yeah no AU <laughs> it's definitely you might go to a tournament and absolutely dominate or you might go to a tournament and get absolutely dominated. And you kind of got to just understand that, too, though. As a coach, as a player, like, man, like, it, it's a different level of basketball than your, your any inner-city, like, scholastic leagues. Nine oh, times yeah. out of ten, AU players are kids that want to play at the next level. So kids are taking yep. this seriously. They're trying to get right not only for themselves, not only for their teammates, but for their families to get to that next level. So, exactly. Yeah, bro. AAU, it, it's a different beast. It really is, but it's it's a fun thing, though. Like you, like I said, you got to learn from it. You got to accept the challenge. I mean, you got to be a real hooper. I feel like because, like, you know how we always say we don't want the part-time ones who, oh, I want to play AAU, and then you come to three practices, and then when it's finally game weekend, because he's at baseball practice. You, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying you got to sell your soul to basketball, but. You kind of do because, like you said, there's there's kids who's trying to go to the next level. They're mm-hmm. trying to they're trying to play at the next level. They're trying to do everything they can to enhance their skills and themselves. And it's just uh, it's levels to it, bro. And you know, I use a prime example. He was on our show, Maceo Austin. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I've never saw nobody 
um, work not even myself or anybody in my age group work as hard as I saw him. Oh, that's the, facts. The kid was in the gym every day. He graduated the same day he graduated. He was in the gym getting up shots. You know, like he didn't go to homecoming and prom. And and when he did go, the years he did go, he was in the gym before and after. You right. know, so and he played AU after AU tournament. He back in the gym. It's just that's the type of faithfulness you need. Mm-hmm. And and like people always say, do the do the game right, and the game will always show. You know the work for sure. And that's a kid too. Like he started out in like a quote unquote normal AU circuit, but worked his butt off to get to the highest level of AU, which was the Adidas Gold Gauntlet, which he played for uh, the ITPS Wildcats. Now they're the Wildcats Select because yep. Tom Droney. I mean, they get big time recruits from Western PA, uh, Northeast Ohio, West Virginia a little bit in recent years. I've seen. Um, yeah, AAU can open a lot of doors for you. I mean, yeah. Maceo will tell you himself. He talked about it. I mean, we had him on here. I don't even know what episode number that was. It was a minute ago, but minute ago, if you yeah. need to go back and listen to him, listen to him. Like, he kind of just put it nicely. Like, you just got to put the work in if you want to go to the next level. It's There's nothing else to it. You want to be real? He, he played against James Wiseman. Right. No, he went up against a lot of good competition throughout his AAU career, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's he's firsthand, and I'm sure he probably played against some last year as a freshman. Mm-hmm. But he's single – he's firsthand played against guys who's who's in the NBA right now. So, you know, um, you know, pick, pick, pick your poison on what you think about AU. You know, um, some people are going to say they don't like it. Some people are going to say they love it. You know, it's just all in who you're around what the environment is like because I feel like your AAU environment should almost be like your high school environment is. It should you know? be. It's um, a culture, bro. It's like it's a it should be sure. at least. It's a culture for sure. You know, you you want to build something. You want to be able to take your team, you know, to certain tournaments and, and do this or that or you just want to take them to every tournament and come in with the same mindset. You got to you gotta build it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm excited to even start trying to get ours started because I'm telling you, G, we got some dogs. Yeah, that's what you were saying over text the other day, man. Got some dogs, bro. I'm definitely excited for that. Now it's just about getting them to put it all together. Um, a lot of them are good kids, so they they want to win first. Yeah, they want to win first. So now I just want to get them to buy in together and buy in the defense. Once I know I got them to do that, I'm putting them against anybody. Hey, man, I mean, if you're wearing breaking barriers across your chest, you got to be a dog. Gotcha. That's kind of just how yeah. it goes. Yeah. For, for <laughs> I mean, show, like, bro. honestly, though, that's what even me, like, when I went and played yesterday, I wore that because, like, I know what I'm about to do when I get going. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, that's a fact. Hey, hey, bro, new merch coming out, too. I got to send you someone to come, bro, because you, yeah. I, I need some of them masks, honestly. Yeah, hey, I got you, man. I got you. Somebody plugged me in with those, though, to be real with you. So I'm uh, I'm going to just tell them to make me another one. You got to tell me which logo you want. I got you. I got yeah, you. we'll make it happen, bro. Word. Um, one more thing. I, I'll ask the question right before our, our commercial break here. Um, okay, then. Looking at some of these plays real quick, a couple of his series that he offered, do you have any in particular that you think you would like to use in an AAU-type setting? We can kind of go into the Be honest with you, bro, I didn't get to really look at Coach Pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I, to be honest, I was once I planned on it, I wanted to get the ones with a lot of back doors in them. 
Okay. Because, you know, he's good at back doors. Like, oh, 100%. Like, like you say, he's probably like, well, not probably, he is the best with back doors. So I kind of wanted to look at a lot of them with back doors because I, I feel like that's the most beautiful play ever is when you get guys off balance and hit them back door. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, throughout all eight of these series, back cuts are implemented in all of them multiple, multiple times. Um, I'm not going to go too crazy into detail, but at least two of the series I saw that I think we could utilize in an AAU setting, just because, like we were talking about, it's more fast-paced, right? Right. But sometimes you need to slow it up. But a lot of your schematics are going to be more of, like, a quick hitter type play. Like, I don't, you're not going to really draw out, like, a multi, like, 10-level step play. All right. Um, two of the series I've seen, bro, one was just um, – all they call it is just a screen action series. But it was essentially like he really wanted to implement his big man at the top of the key or either the high post. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like, I don't know if you ever ran this when you were younger. Maybe you ran with your kids now. Um, I know we had a play back at St. Joe's, at least a series. It would be called SpongeBob. <laughs> and like SpongeBob was the big dude up top. And like he was just screening for all of his guards like, it's essentially like a pass, and you run off your big man at the top of the key. Um, and that's it's just an easy action like that where you don't really think, like, man, like I don't know if it will really work too crazy, but you're implementing ball movement and off-ball movement while freeing up that kid that is cutting off the big man, whether he'll be open or that big man flashes for a, a mid-range jump shot, kind of right, like right. Tim Duncan. Right. Um, easy stuff like that. You can dive more deeper into it. Um it's listed as number four in their table of contents. Yeah, I'm going to look Coach at those Bosch. tonight, honestly. Oh, you should. And then the second one, it's easy. I mean, we did this a lot as guards. Dribble handoffs. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, all I did in college. Yeah, I mean, in today's game, you got to be able to handle the basketball, right? One right. through five, and that's the thing. Um, in AAU, you might not always have a prominent big man. If you do, that's awesome. But if you don't, you're going to be playing small ball, so – Triple handoffs are very, very strongly used and kind of just using your teammate as a shield to grab the rock and go, cut the corner and do your thing. So definitely take a look at those two series in particular for sure. I'm going to definitely have to because the um, one with the Tim Duncan actually you was talking about as far as how you set the back screens and stuff like that. And he was open for a jump shot. We got um, little Porterfield, the one I was telling you about. Ethan That's what I was thinking of. His brother, like, he, mm-hmm. that fits his role perfectly because that's kind of what he did in regular season, you know. So, like, that'll help his IQ with um, moving off the ball right. and little things like that so he can find open gaps. And, you know, just putting him in the right spot to, to um, understand, like, move around. And it's not always just about you posting up and trying to, you know, mm-hmm. get the, the bully ball in. Freeing up your teammates and moving with purpose for you when you do catch the rock in a scoring position. Right, exactly. So, you know, um, that would definitely be a dope play for him. For sure. For sure. Um, one final thing, bro, because we could honestly sit here for hours on end. You could pull up the playbook. I could pull up the playbook and just sit here and go over each play mm-hmm. brick by brick like we always say, but I don't think people want to listen to that. I mean, if they do, let us know. We can break some stuff down more uh, in-depthly, just kind of spam us at our social medias, but – Definitely. Let's uh let's move on to All Star Weekend. Or yes, should I sir. say All Star Sunday this year? <laughs> um obviously things were a little different with COVID. 
we didn't have the celebrity game or like the rising stars rookie challenge on right. Friday night. The three point shootout on the dunk contest weren't on Saturday night. Um, and then it wasn't just the all star event, the all star game on Sunday night. Everything was kind of jam packed into one. Um, Literally. Were you able to tap in with it at all? Not going to lie to you. I, I, I caught bits and pieces and stuff. I didn't catch the dunk contest. I caught I mean, the all. You didn't miss though. much, bro. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I did. I didn't want to see that for real. I, I don't get too amazed by that no more, only because it's like almost everybody did. No, that's what do. I was talking to Sam Crow. Shout out Sam last night during the event, and he was sitting there like, "Man, like this is pretty boring." And I'm like, "Dang, it really is." But then we have to sit back and realize too, like, one. We couldn't do half the stuff that these guys are doing on, like, an eight-foot hoop. <laughs> and then, two, like you said, like, creativity-wise and just, like, athletically, all the dunks have been done. Exactly. So it's, I- hard, it's hard to really make up something new, something crazy that really gets those judges and everybody else involved excited. I mean, it, it, it's just different. It's not like when we were, we were younger. Right. And now you pretty much got a show where you could just fly from. Because it's like, um, I don't know, bro. Like you said, we can't do it, but <laughs> people is so um, judgmental now. 100%. Social feel, media, bro. Yeah, they feel entitled. And like something you sent me the other day when you said, when DeMarcus Cousins put little Baby shooting that <laughs> free throw. <laughs> and that, he said that's what people be like at home. But the whole time they talk like they, you know, should be in the NBA. Facts. And I, I feel like, you know, that's how it is. But it's like. Um, and the day them guys is doing something special, cause it's not easy to be done. But um, I don't know. I think they should just do if they're gonna do a dunk contest. I don't even know how I would want it to be done, honestly, bro. Cause like we said, there's so much that has already been done. Like, how do you judge the winner anymore? It's tough, and that's what I mean. The three guys that competed. I mean, first and foremost, only three guys. Like mm-hmm. when we were younger, bro. Like there was what, like eight to ten guys. Yeah, competing each year. Yeah, um, they had three dudes. Anthony Simmons ended up winning the whole thing. Uh, Portland Trailblazer. He he played at IMG Academy a couple years ago. He he's a younger younger guard. He's bouncy. Um, mm. Cassius Stanley from Duke. I mean, everyone knows what he can do. He's they, technically everybody thought he was going to win. It's crazy though, because if you think if this was a normal year, Cassius Stanley he's playing in the G League bubble right now. So he would be competing in like the G League All Star event, but yeah. since that didn't happen, they allowed him to lace up for Indiana, quote unquote, and compete. That's crazy. So that's that, one thing. And then Obi Toppin too. from the Knicks from Dayton, he competed too. So it's three younger dudes, exciting guys, but it's just it's not the same as how it once was. Nah, bro. It's it was almost heartbreaking because it's like it's a lit All Star game. Um, even a three point, even though I felt like everybody knew Steph was gonna win, he had to win, bro. He had to win, bro. So it's like, even that was good to me compared to the to the dunk contest. I was just like, that kind of just threw like everybody off. Like I seen somebody say, "Yeah, you could just throw the game back on." Um, this was a point waste of time. Yeah, <laughs> like and to see comments like that, it almost hurt because, like you said, bro, like. We looked forward to the dunk contest, even when a few years back when we was in college. Like, no, for real. I, I still remember when Zach Levine was going crazy. Him and Aaron Gordon. 
Oh, bro, like, we was running wild in the hallway in college. Yeah. No, like, you, same thing, man. You know, and, like, now it's just like, oh, the dunk contest is up. Like, stuff like that, bro, kind of hurts because I feel like everything is declining. It is. And like you said, still. it's just because we see so much stuff on social media. Everyone's just so nitpicky, and it's like – like, the dunks that those guys performed last night were crazy, but they've been done before. So, it's like, okay, oh, like, so... I've seen that before, so it's kind of boring. But, I, like, I hate to even think like that. Hate to think like it, but it's like, you setting yourself up. It, yeah, 1,000%. Putting yourself in there, you got to be able to be willing to take that criticism. Like, um, you know, I don't want to change the subject too much, but did you see what um, Antoine Walker said about James Harden? No, what he said. Um, so he was talking about James Harden, and he said, you know, basically what Kobe said, RP, late great Kobe. Um, you know, mm-hmm. James Harden's a a great player. He didn't even really say that he's a great player, but he just said, um, James Harden is not him. Like he, he, that's not his style. He don't think you could win with that type. And he was like, if you got to dribble the ball six, seven, eight times to get to the to score, or if um, you know, you got to do a lot of pick and rolls, then you know, that's not the style to win. But what type of basketball is he watching? Like, since he went went to Brooklyn, James Harden totally changed his game. 100%. You know, but, um, you know, James Harden clapped back, of course, and said he's not worried about anything from a guy with credibility. But last time I checked, Antoine <laughs> Walker got a ring at least. Yeah. Man, you know. no lie. I haven't, heard Ant- I haven't heard his name in a long time. Me neither. You know, and then I saw that. I just happened to be watching film and, um, you know, it came up recommended about, you know, the first take talking about it and stuff, and I decided to listen to it. And honestly, it just sounds petty on both sides. James Harden, if you ain't worried about it, why clap back? Yeah, you don't need to. Just you know? be quiet, man. And then Antoine Walker, like, that was so random. Like, people probably thought you was in jail or dead or something. Like, <laughs> What is he doing now? Honestly. Nobody knows. Like, last time I heard, he was about to go to jail for something. Yeah. And now he talked about James Harden, so he must need a a, a reboost for yeah, his career. Yeah, he needs some money. Yeah, man. So you know, just I don't, I don't understand it, but you know, one thing Kendrick Perkins said that is true. He said, "Listen, man, the the day and age we live in, social media got more of a say so than a lot of things. Like over, um, you know, who does what, who can say what. Like you can't. The um, Adam Silver can't dictate what a lot of the reporters say because that's how they get paid." Right. So, you know, um, like he said, you just got to have a thick skin to it and stop being so soft about it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, shoot. So, because even, like, those three dunk contest contestees, like, I seen they were, they were getting ripped pretty crazy on social media. And they got to just take that because, you know, they decided to sign up. And you just like you said, bro, everything has been done. So, what do you really choose to do unless you're about to show us something that, you just absolutely Googled and YouTube and never saw. Yeah, and it's it's wild, though, because even with Cassius, like, I've seen highlights and clips of him doing, like, astronomical dunks. Yeah, and, like, he, yeah. he didn't bring that out. I Not mean, he way. had the one between the legs. It was tough. They didn't give him – they gave him, like, a 40-something when – it should have been a 50, I think. Um, <laughs> they on AD Wade. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, the, <laughs> the rules were different this year because of D Wade, too. But, and then, but, like, then Cassius, he was trying to do, like, a between, the, like, or under the butt type dunk. 
I don't even know how to explain it because I can't do it at all. <laughs> but like, <laughs> he, he messed it up, what, two or three times, and he just said, forget it. And he threw a self-lob and just dunked it. And like you said, like you need to be able to take that risk and just at least attempt something crazy. Mm-hmm. But well, You know how much his followers and everything already spiked because he's doing something All-Star Weekend? Oh, yeah. So you go and take that risk of doing something you ain't never been um, – been seen before. Come on, man. You got to take that risk. That's what you're there for. You're a rookie anyways. You're trying to get on the map somehow. Right. You're in the G League. Think about it. Cope did a um, dunk contest his rookie year. Mm-hmm. A Granted, lot of he guys wasn't did. in the G League, but you know, Cope did it. And that's, I mean, he was already Kobe. So coming out of high school, but even, you know, it sparked him to, to people wanting to see him. He He's exciting, you know, little stuff like that. So for sure, bro. That's yeah, even talking about excitement, like we were saying a couple seconds ago, Steph Curry taking home the three-point championship crown. Um, Shout-out to Mike Conley, though, honestly, because... Shout-out Mike Conley, man. All right, so first-time All-Star, right? Um, sure. Probably was more deserving of being an All-Star. I mean, what, like 2014-15 or 15-16? Probably about 2012 up. Yeah, he had some. He had some runs. He had some really good years when he was playing for Memphis, and he just, for whatever reason, never got the nod. Um, shout out to him for getting called up this year. I mean, he right. is on the number one team in the Western Conference, the Utah Jazz. Uh, he definitely had a chip on his shoulder, though. At least I seen it in that three point shootout. Just oh, yeah. because, like, he replaced Book, and people are probably like, "Why is he even here?" One and two. He was about to be Curry for a second, at least. He had a chance, I should say. Man. <laughs> I mean, he made it to the final round, and then Steph just had to be Steph and, yeah, go crazy real quick. But, I mean, listen, like you said, he, he been should have been there. I think it's because he's so quiet and he don't complain about being an all-star. He's just a true professional. Like, he is. I'm in the NBA – I'm playing the game I love. What do I need to complain about being an all-star for? I got snubbed, so what? Just keep playing, and one day they're going to notice me, and look what happened. Yeah. You know, so um, that's a testament to all the kids that listen to this, too. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of wanting to get out there and be the one to be heard all the time, be heard for something that makes sense. You know, don't be heard on something that you can't dictate or change. Um you know, Mike Conley just kept playing and hooping every year. And you would think he wouldn't get picked now because he's getting older. Right. He got picked as he got older. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's a time and place for everything. And, you know, shout out to Mike Conley for making it and for pushing Steph Curry to the limit. He definitely did push Steph, honestly. He, he had to shoot for real. He couldn't just come out and joke around and be nonchalant. He had to shoot for real. So, I mean, that was – that was that's why I said it was a good, good shooting – um three-point shooting competition for me. No, it was. And that's the thing, like, if you watched it or if you didn't watch it, Curry dominated the first round, two rounds of this three-point shootout, dominated the first round, second round, like we were saying, he had to kind of pick it up just because Conley had a pretty well-shooting performance himself. Right. And then Steph missed, what, like his first, like, three or four shots of that first rack? Yeah. Everyone's like, uh-oh. But then he makes two, three, four, five in a row, like, all net, like, okay, Steph's back. That didn't even move a couple times. No, that's what that last rack, he needed to make every shot. And literally, the net did not move. And it's like, bro, like, how are you that locked in on one spot 
and your touch <laughs> and your muscle memory is just that intact that it's it's just repetitive it, it's it's really insane honestly speaks back to what we were saying about being in a gym i mean mm-hmm. that's what a thousand and times two shots look like you know it's right. just you could tell the the repetition he has on it and um even when he got a, de- a defender on him his shot still looks the same like all these kids want to try to go and hurry up and shoot threes and you know do the steph curry um landing but little do they know he still had the same base no matter he's, where he's shooting from you know his arm movement the flick the wrist is all the same from wherever he's on the court it's just like you said that strong solid base and that strong core mm-hmm. that allows him to get the ball up high enough to get the ball into the net so yeah bro Steph Curry I mean like you said and I seen you post it it was one of his comments he was saying like I what do you say? Like, I have nothing to prove, but, like, yeah. I, I want to keep going. or Like, something like that. And it, it was cool to see. Basically, you know, saying how he he didn't have nothing more to prove, but he still feel like he he want to accomplish a lot. He don't yeah. have to prove nothing, but there's a lot he still wants to accomplish. And, you know, that's just a competitor in him. And, he, you know, he wasn't supposed to make it this long in the league. He wasn't supposed to be this good. He wasn't even supposed to win a championship, and here we are years later. He's a three-time champion, what, mm-hmm. two-time um, MVP, uh, um, two-times three-point competition. Yes, sir. Champ, you know, so. You He's know, you done a lot judge, of things, man. Yeah, you could never judge a book by his cover. Well, then, it carries over into the actual All-Star game. I mean, you've seen him and Dame literally shooting at half court. Oh, my pulling goodness. up and just nothing but net. And it's like, I just want the kids that listen to our podcast to realize, too, <laughs> half court on an NBA court is not equivalent to half court at your elementary or high school court. Nah, they were shooting from dang near the parking lot. They're basically shooting from the opposite free throw line. Yes. Like, it's insane. With their normal form and everything. Mm-hmm. It it's just like I don't even know. It's it's hard to even describe how crazy it is because I don't think people understand how difficult that shot is. But no, nah, they don't. <laughs> they those don't. guys, those guys were both on Team LeBron. Uh, Team yes. LeBron ended up getting the win. They won one seventy to one fifty. That final score, it was like whatever it was entering the fourth quarter plus twenty four for Kobe, just like last year. Um, Shout out to Kobe. That was a great event last year and even this year. I like. I, I think the All Star event this year was still a W in my mind. Yeah. Um. Although the Atlanta Arena, they couldn't have all the fans up in there, but they had a few. It was still lively. It was still enjoyable. Um. I thought it was cool too. Like LeBron. One LeBron's four zero as a GM, quote unquote, in these All Star <laughs> games when he's the captain. <laughs> and when it, ain't he the captain? He'll be the captain till he retires, bro. Right. Well, that's what he was saying. Actually, he was like, "I hope I can retire as captain now. I don't want to do it again. I don't want to lose." But uh, <laughs> it was cool though. Like he played what the first quarter and a little bit of the second quarter, and then just chilled. Yeah. He didn't even. He was just like, "I'll, I'll let my young guys go." Steph, Dame. I mean, Chris Paul was still out there going crazy. Paul George. Um, he had Giannis, who literally didn't miss a shot. He had Joker. He had Luca. I mean, shoot, like 
Come on, man. I he drafted somebody, accordingly, you know what I'm saying? I had somebody earlier tell me that wasn't fair. The teams wasn't fair. I said, how are you going to sit there and say that ain't fair and they drafted? Hey, LeBron and Kevin both had choices. <laughs> man. Durant wanted to pick Kyrie with the number one with the number one pick. Like he already ain't on his team. Like he couldn't get Giannis or stuff. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on, man. You going to go get – never mind. We ain't going to get started on that, bro. But, yeah, you know, they try to tell me teams ain't fair. I'm like, listen, they drafted. You got to start – you got to, you know, guys that always go against LeBron always pick their ego and they pick the guys who they who they want, who right. they feel they can play good with. And LeBron always picks the guys who is it's a bomb squad when they're all together, but it's guys who are always going to play hard and win. They want to win. At the end of the day, they want to win. And he finally got to pick Steph Curry. Now, that was actually really cool seeing them get the team up. No lie. For once. Yeah, because everybody swore they had a beef. And – Little do they know, LeBron been Steph Curry fan since he was in college. Right, they're just so, two kids from Akron, man, which is crazy. Who just want to compete, man, mm-hmm. and be great. So, All Star was it was a success, like you said, and um, you know, everybody got to remember we are still in the phases of COVID. So, right, um, you know, everything just went as best as they knew how. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, shoot, man, like a year ago pretty much is when the season plummeted, right? Like everything yeah. stopped, and that was insanity to put it nicely. So if we were able and we were able to see the top players in the league go at it, compete, and have fun, like I can't be upset with that. You just got to take it with a grain of salt and understand that that's basketball that we got to watch at the end of the day. And we'll see more basketball in, what, a couple of days? Yeah, that's it. I, I'm excited for the second half of the NBA season. I'm excited for March Madness here coming up. We got conference tournaments coming up here. So we got some. We got a few uh, fun weeks ahead of us, man. So looking forward to it. Definitely, man. Just got to stay locked in with it. And, you know, watch everyone we can, literally. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sure. But hey, man, I think we're both getting kind of tired, honestly. <laughs> I think I think we're trying to wrap this thing up here, Mark. Um, we we old man, man. Honestly, bro. But hey, when you work a lot, you get tired. Honestly, that's how it is, bro. But you know, before we end it, we always gotta appreciate the gang. Yes, sir. Uh, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, all of them, and then you know everybody who tune in with us on a weekly basis, because you know Jonah, man. He really be blowing me. We were supposed to have him <laughs> on this episode, so that's kind of our fault. But we we He's had goat. we had everything come up the last few weeks, so we'll we'll get Joan on here for sure. He's excited jo- to be on, and that maybe that'll be episode forty six. That'll be fun. Jonah, when you hear this, you the goat, man. Thanks. <laughs> hey, goat, I watched bro. Jonah's game the other day. I got to see him coach for the first time, which is crazy. I mean, I was his coach a couple of years ago, and now it's seeing it on the reverse. I mean, it's really cool. Proud moment, though, for sure. Now he see where you coming from. Mm-hmm. Now he knows why I had headaches daily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know, we're going to wrap it up. And, and again, we appreciate everybody that tuned in. And, you know, we told him this might be the best episode yet, so we got to see what the, what the reactions is, bro. What the numbers do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So I'm going to tap in with you once I get this up, bro. All right, bro. I'll talk to you.